Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Teller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble and took a quick peek at your weather, and then, you know, it looks like not too much rain, and you're kind of in that nice, chilly Central Virginia winter, right? Yep. Yeah, this is a semi-typical December so far. Maybe the flows are a bit higher, uh, which is good. But water temps on the James have been like upper 40s, uh, and the small streams have been about the same. So it is pretty much just right here at the beginning of uh, winter fishing for us. Yeah, but upper 40s is pretty good. At least the trout will be uh, moving around and pretty happy, right? Yeah, for the most part they are, especially if you spend your time towards midday, and that's when you go out and fish you're going to have a pretty good chance of success because it's not quite to the point where they're, you know, almost frozen. Um, cause that is what happens. I think people a lot of times forget as soon as your temps drop down to like 34 to 36 degrees, which we do have streams that get that low. Uh, I mean, any fish that's in that river system is going to be in the same temperature zone essentially. Um, so they're almost frozen little sticks of fish. So you just be mindful of that because uh, as the water temps low or lower, the fish definitely get more lethargic. Um, but we're at the the front end of it, so uh, you still have possibilities of, of pretty good fish days. Yeah, and so uh, any new stocking information you can share with folks? Yeah, for the most part, all of our locally streams here have uh, at least one stocked. Uh, event that's occurred um so pretty much all of them have some fish in them especially like the delayed harvest areas uh and so if you're local to lynchburg if you just bring up the map online um that the virginia department of game has you can see almost all of the trash well you'll see all of them that they stock but you also see wild fisheries as well uh and so you can be semi-assured that any of the streams you go to should have trout in them um, and so if that's, if you were interested in following a stocking truck and taking a couple to go home with you, then, um, definitely look at that information because they are actively stocking. And I know a fair amount of people that have been out after the stocking trucks and done successful. Uh, and then the delayed harvest stretches, uh, myself and a couple other guys, we've all fished them and done pretty good there too. So it's not anything that's going to blow your mind away yet, but definitely there's fish there and, uh, the bulk of that is still going to be fishing nymphs and attractor style patterns. Uh, and those have done pretty well. So, and streamers, if you want to try for streamers, because um looks like we might have a little bit of rain in the forecast. So those overcast days can be a good time to go out and throw a, a streamer and see what you can get. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what are you seeing on the smallmouth and on the musky front? Uh, so, couple guys have still been out fishing for smallmouth. Uh, it's not anything crazy. Most of them have moved to their wintering holes. So a lot of what you're going to be doing is fishing streamers or just any fly that's going to get down. Uh, and then, you know, if you bring conventional in the boat, you do stand a better chance of success. That's pretty much always, but uh, particularly in the winter. Uh, and musky-wise, there's been a lot of people actually that have done uh, decently. No monster fish that I know of that have been caught yet. Um, but a handful of those like 30 to 36 inch fish have been caught on a fly, um, semi consistently. I mean, for the anglers that know what they're doing, I mean, it's been like 
maybe you see a couple follows and get one, maybe two shots uh, each trip out. So it's not anything that's going to be, you know, this crazy musky up on your wall. You're going to want to have forever because a lot of our James river fish seem to be uh, in that like 30 to 36, maybe 30 inch, uh, 38 inch range, um, which is a little interesting. Um, They're smaller. So definitely they're younger fish, but they're active and they are feeding. So if you've got a day and you just really want to suffer, then that's a good option to do that. Yeah, there you go. And got a question for you from Mac, and he wanted to uh, get your thoughts on the best strategy for brook trout fishing in small streams with high flows. Uh, pretty much from now until spring, uh, the main tactic that I use is staying on the rocks to trying to avoid reds and fishing either nymphs or really small streamers. Uh, like my favorite technique is kind of a weird one, but uh, we use these small streamers. I, it's basically a woolly bugger on a jig, but uh, we call them uh, gulp minnow. And it can be a really effective fly this time of the year. Uh, if you stand towards the back of some of the larger holes where those brook trout will also overwinter in and cast it towards the head of the hole and just let it get to the bottom and just slowly strip your line back. And you can catch some pretty good sized brook trout doing that this time of the year uh, and numbers. Um, so that's one of my favorite ways to do it. Uh, if it may not be the best way in every single circumstance, because certainly if you show up and you're throwing uh, one or maybe even two nymphs, uh, you can have a better fish day, better fish count. Um, still, it's not going to compare to your spring numbers, but you can do all right, uh, especially if you focus your your time towards midday again. Uh, and if you look at streams that get more sunlight, then you're going to stand a better chance of success. And I've talked about that before on the podcast, but um, just bearing in mind that a lot of those streams that are on the eastern side of the slope um, they do tend to get a little bit more sunlight um, than some of the ones that are on the western side because those ones seem to sit a little bit more uh, nestled in the valley there. Um, so, and every stream is different, obviously. But uh, if you tend to focus your attention on those streams that do stay warmer, because that's really what what we're talking about here when we're saying to get more sunlight, um, what that translates to is they tend to get or stay warmer. Uh, therefore, the fish are more active. And then fishing nymphs, for me, if you want to go out and try and catch the most fish you can on a day, uh, fishing nymphs that are typically darker in color tone um, tend to do better from what I've experienced. Um, So you look at certain times of the year, like the late fall uh, or early fall even, uh, where the greeny weeny fly is just out there ripping every fish out of the river, um, that pattern definitely slows down. Uh, and then what you get into is just more dark color tones tend to work better. Um, so I still stick with uh, flies that have some other sort of um, either movement in the fly, basically something to just draw that fish or entice that fish into eating. Uh, so going back to that gold minnow I referred to, he has a little marabou tail. So that little thing moves around really well. Um, stone flies are another good option, uh, that have little legs coming off of them, but you're not in your spring size where you've got these monstrous flies. Um, typically it's going to be a fly in that like size 12 to 14 range is what I like. Uh, and I fish it on the bottom of the river. So 
the higher the river goes, the more weight it requires to get the fly down. Uh, and that's just going to be how I'm going to fish for the most part uh, until springtime when you can start throwing dry flies consistently. Um, and so the main fly they're going to eat, though, is whatever is the fly that's on the bottom of the river. So if that's a gulp minnow or a stone fly, um, you know, whatever that may be. And then how you suspend that nymph is completely up to you. So if you want to use an indicator or a bobber, uh, you can do that. If you want to use a dry fly, you can do that. If you want to do some small stream tight line nymphing, you can do that. Um, but it's pretty much that's where your fish are going to be eating is the bottom of the river. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can shoot them to us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. And we're in a drawing for something from the shop, which is coming up very, very soon. That'll happen in January. And uh, Ethan, before I let you go, you want to let folks know if you've got any holiday hours. And then also if there's anything they should be on the lookout for, either kind of connected to the holidays or something you want folks to know about, maybe class-wise in early 2023. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so shop is located in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, we also, if you can't ever make it to the shop, we do ship stuff online regularly. Um, so if you're looking at getting something before Christmas, then I'd encourage you to put that order in so we can get out the door as quickly as possible. Um, and in terms of just events going on around the shop, we are done for 2022 with our class schedule. That's fly tying classes and the master classes. Um, in January, we do have a fly fishing 101 event that's going on. Um, a guide, local guide, Mike Rennie is going to come in. He's doing a presentation. Uh, and we have two free fly tying events going on as well in January. Um, so we're starting out pretty strong with the class schedule for uh, next year. And so if that's something that you're interested in learning more about or getting into, uh, all those events are found on the calendar on our website. Uh, as well, I'd encourage you to RSVP to any of those events if it's something you're interested into, um, because it gives two things. One is it helps us know who wants to show up. Um, but two, if for some reason we have to cancel uh, for inclement weather or for whatever it may be, uh, it gives us a avenue to contact you. Um, and so if you don't RSVP, we have no idea who you are. Uh, and so if we end up canceling, you may miss out. And then like a person last year, you drive in the snow and get in an accident. So <laughs> we're trying to avoid that scenario. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, I mean, feel free to reach out to the shop. Um, phone, email, Instagram, you name it. We'll try and get back to you as best we can. Yeah, well, there you go. And you know, folks, this will be our last Central Virginia Fishing Report of 2022. And uh, just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Ethan. Merry Christmas to you.